Success stories and interviews with game changers and thought leaders who have overcome both in life and in business. Welcome to Vertical Momentum. Hey guys, if you're enjoying our show, if you love what we're doing, if you would like to support us, we have a whole bunch of great stuff coming out. We have a brand new t-shirt line that's coming out, hats, coffee mugs, any kind of swag that lets your friends know that you support Vertical Momentum and you're always looking to get better. Also, we have our new coffee brand coming out. It's called Vertical Momentum Coffee. It's ass-kicking coffee, and, and it, will, it will get you moving in the morning. So, guys, if you're interested, go to www.richardkaufman.net. Check us out, leave us a note, tell us what you'd like, and we'll actually send it to you. The new website is being built, so if you guys want to, our book is out there on Amazon. It's called A Hero's Journey from Darkness to Light. Definitely check it out. It talks about my story, but it also talks about how to survive depression, how to survive addiction. All right, guys, I love you. Thank you so much for always supporting our mission, which is to save lives. To another episode of Vertical Hello. Momentum. Hey, brother, what's going on? How are you? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can, Can you, you hear me? me? I got you, brother. All right, cool. Can you hear me? <clears throat> Sorry, I never did this before, so you're going to have to bear with me. Can you hear me? No, I can't hear you. Uh, oh, hold up. Go ahead. Talk can you hear Yeah, yeah, I can hear you now. I, yeah, I can hear you. All right, let's do it. Uh, Guys, welcome back to another episode of Vertical Momentum. I am your host, Richard Kaufman, also known as The Comeback Coach. Guys, tonight we're going to be talking about some fun things, things that I love going to be talking about fitness we're also going to be talking about recovery and as you guys know i'm in recovery for 33 years i'm one of the ogs and i get i can't wait to be able to talk to my friend tim but first i want to thank our sponsors since i knew it was going to be a fitness podcast we are sponsored by the number one supplement company in the world nutribio so i want to thank them for getting me my pre-workouts my post-workouts and stuff for my immune system if you guys love uh, supplements check out nutribio.com ask for mr mark laser he's the owner tim my brother what's going on not much man how you doing good good your, your first podcast huh uh yes nice so uh first of all you got to tell us where you're from and what were you little tim like as a little boy um as a little boy i <laughs> i was a hellion, I guess. Um, I was um, a follower. I mean, I that's what got me in trouble a lot was because I was a follower. Now, were you, because um, obviously you're in great shape right now. Um, were you an athlete in school? 
Um, no, I was, I was kind of the opposite. Um, to be honest, I was more, I was in the LD classes. So, um, I, I was in special Olympics, but it was somewhat fitness. That was like races and, you know, stuff like that. Now, why were you in special classes? Were you, um, um, I have a, a learning disability. Um, I grew up with not being able to comprehend things the right way. Um, and I had an, I had still do and had a really bad anger problem, but I just deal with, I have, I, there's things now that I, that I cope with and that's fitness and my poems and stuff like that, that keep me grounded. So, um, now I know like when the, my first drink was at age of 12. And then by age 13, I was a full-blown alcoholic. Do you remember the first time you've ever tried anything and how it made you feel? Um, yeah, I, I would say it was around 12, 13 years old. Um, I, it was marijuana. And yeah, it felt different and everybody else was doing it. So, I mean, I thought it was cool. I didn't like the feeling at first, you know, because I was a little scared and paranoid, you know, and then they were doing it. So I grown kind of immune to it. And then like anything else, it starts other other addictions. So tell us about it, you know, because it must have been hard trying to go to school and trying to, you know, being an addict at the same time. What, what was that life like? Um, hectic. Um, I, uh, wanted to skip school, go down behind the bleachers and, you know, smoke some weed and just to be, be one of the cool kids, you know, cause like I said, I was trying to be a follower at that point in my life because my life was so messed up and twisted. I tried to focus on other people and trying to be cool. Now, what was the family dynamic like at the time? Um, my family life was hell. And, um, that's, I got, it, it was, it was hell. Okay. So now, now you're, so you're dealing with past trauma. Um, you're struggling with addiction. Um, so, and, and you're trying to stay in school. Wasn't there, was there any teachers that talk to your parents and be like, Hey, this kid's he's going down the wrong path. Um, no, um, I, they, at that point, um, they, the LD classes that I was in, they were more like pushover classes. Like you could pretty much do whatever you wanted. They just, it was a room where you, they put the bad kids and it was just to keep them isolated and away from everybody else is my opinion. So back then, they weren't really trying to help anybody? No, not at all. So now, did you graduate high school? No, I didn't. No. So, you know, for me, I became an emancipated minor at the age of 16, and I joined the military because I knew it was either going to be jail jail or the military. Unfortunately, I ended up in both. So uh, what was your – when you decided to quit, did you have a decision of why you're going to quit school, and did you have a plan after that? Um, I, for me, 
I was 16 years old. I started getting, you know, trouble. And at that time, they emancipated me because they put me in jail at 17 years old. So they they emancipated me to put me in jail. And from there, I went to school and then um, I got too old to where I couldn't graduate. So I went to 11th grade, and but I couldn't graduate after that because I reached the age limit. So you, and you know, a lot, a lot of people don't realize that a, a, a lot of jails, I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of them, they're just glorified babysitting and they're not really trying to rehabilitate anybody. Right. And they say, if you ever want to become a great criminal, just go to jail because right. that's how, that's how you learn to become a, a bigger criminal. Yeah. So what was it like aging out of the system and, you know, becoming on being on your own? What was that like? Um, it, it was different because I wanted to, it it might sound weird to you, but I felt more content being locked up. I felt more content being locked up in placement. I would just get sent away just because there was more structure. There was, you know, it was, it was stable. So I would get in trouble so I could be in the system because, the system cared to me more. And, you know, I, I can totally get that, you know, because at least inside you have a routine. Um, you got three hots in a cot and, you know, you know what your day is going to be like. And yeah. you, you don't have to worry about having food, you know, food or a roof over your head. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but what happened when you became an adult? Because that, that's when it becomes a whole different deal when you become an adult and go to big, big boy prison. Yeah. Um, I never went to actual prison prison, but I was in and out of the County jail here and off and on for a year. And then I get out for a month and go back for another two years. I did a, a, a couple, you know, bids that were two years and a year and, you know, off and on. I did that for like probably 15 years of my life because I couldn't cope with the outside world. And, uh, and, you know, so when you were on the outside, what kind of jobs did you hold to pay the bills and eat? Um, I, there was one job I had and that was while I was in jail and that was a telemarketer. Um, I was go- always good at selling somebody something. So I sold newspapers and, you know, stuff like that. So I was good at telemarketing. Now, when you were inside, is that when you started working out? Um, yeah, just a pastime in there. But in there, it, you don't take it seriously. I mean, that's just to pass the time. Um, I didn't get into fitness f- full time until... I turned 37 years old. Now, so take us back to the day where you decided, all right, I'm sick and tired of sick and tired, and I don't want to do this shit anymore. I'm I'm, I'm becoming an older man, and this is Mm -hmm. bullshit. So what was that? Can you take us back to that day? Uh, It was was five years ago when, when my daughter was born. Um, everything, everything before that was a blur. I mean, I have other kids 
and I love them and stuff like that. And it kicks me in the ass or sorry, pardon my language. It kicks me, you know, it beats me up that I wasn't there for them the way I am here for my five-year-old tally. So how did you, because a lot of people don't know how hard it is to overcome an addiction. No. A lot of people don't, you know, realize, thank God I didn't really have a lot of the physical, but I had a lot of the, the mental. Uh, I didn't go through the cold sweats and the, the stomach wrenching and all that. So talk to us about the day you decided to quit and what what your bo- mind and your body went through. Um, a lot of, lot of crazy changes. Um, it wasn't bad at first when I made the decision. Um, because that day, you know, I was tired of my shit and I was still using obviously. And then, um, after that I started, you know, tapering. Well, I mean, it was a tapering process before I actually got clean. So I went through like a year or two of tapering off of Suboxone. That's, okay. that's what I got clean off of was Suboxone strips. And I created my own tapering process and tapered myself off. So heroin was your heroin was your drug of choice? Um, heroin, um, pills, um, pretty much anything. Suboxone on the street, um, you name it. I was I was buying it if it was it was in a pill form. So now, as you're starting to get clean. You know, they say, you know, we can't really move on from our life until we start clearing up the wreckage of the past. So did you start going to N.A. meetings or A.A. meetings or anything like that in order to start working some steps to get start getting some clarity in your life? Not at all. Not at all. I did not go to any N.A. meetings. And there's a reason for that. Um before, when I tried to do this process, before I went to the um, turning point, and the turning point in Venango County, to me, is okay, but to some people, they go there just to get more drugs, and, um, the, and when you get out, you go to the meetings around here, and people are outside trying to sell you drugs before you even go in, you know, so I had to completely do this myself. With the help of my girlfriend or soon to be wife. Okay. So now, so talk to us, you know, cause a lot of people don't realize, you know, like I got sober and I was 20 years old. Um, and then I look around and knowing I can't hang out with the people that I used to hang out with. And I got real lonely, you know, because like they say you got to stay away from people, places and things. Yes. So what was that like when you had to start saying, all right, uh, I can't hang around the same guys anymore. Cause they say if you hang around a barbershop long enough, you're going to get a haircut. So, you know. Yes. Yeah. What did you do with that. How was that? What was that like? As that was what I used fitness for uh, lifting weights because that kept me away from everybody. And I, I was more of an isolated person myself anyway. I was, I was the addict that kind of hid away from everybody anyways. So it was it was kind of easier for me because I made up my mind and I bought weights and instead of buying drugs, I'd, I'd buy weights instead. And then before you knew it, I, you know what I mean? Here I am today. So, all right. Now, because I can remember for me, 
my mother was a nurse and the way I got involved in fitness and in, in industry, I was in for 30 years. Um, uh, she would bring home books on anatomy and physiology and I was, I would read them. And then we went to the bookstore one time and I seen a magazine that had Arnold Schwarzenegger on it and I kind of lost my mind. And that's when I started getting into heavily into fitness and bodybuilding. So when was the first time that you really got interested? Who was the first person you looked up into the, to in the fitness industry? Um, I liked Arnold and them, but my inspiration was my older brother because he, he was always fit and he was the one that was lifting weights. So I give him that. He always kept me interested in wanting the weights because every time I knew him, he had a bench around and my brother is my oldest brother is the one that inspired me to fitness. So now what made you think, Oh, wait a minute, I'm going to put, addiction together and fitness together and i'm gonna start changing people's lives what 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 that thought process that just kind of fell in my lap i you know i started out with two followers you know five years ago and then i started posting you know hey you know this is day one you know and you know i'm I'm working out today, you know, that, that's how I started. And then before you know it, people started following me. I, people started asking me for advice and, you know, I, I don't, I just see it as, you know, returning the favor because there was a couple angels out there that helped me out along the way. So now obviously, you know, for me and you, we, we don't come from money. No. And unfortunately, um, supplements can get very very expensive uh, i know at one point i was spending up three four hundred dollars a month just on protein pre-workouts blah 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 yeah so how do how can a person get fit on a budget um you, you gotta look for deals i'm actually i don't take nothing but i drink coffee b before a workout and i eat three good solid meals and i drink a, a breakfast shake that's it. So now, so how do you, okay, let's, how do you stay in shape? Because obviously now you're starting, you're starting, you're looking, getting better and better. Your um, abs are starting to pop. Everything's starting to pop now. So what is your fitness routine like? Um, do something every day, even if it's 10, 15 push-ups, couple sit-ups. The days you don't want to do it, get up and do something. So what, what is your routine? Basically now, I don't really have a routine. I do something daily. Some days I only do a set of 10 reps on the bench. You know, I build it now. I just got to maintain it and eat, and eat right. Now, you were in the running for some magazine coverage, correct? Yes. And uh, how did, Muscle how did and Fitness Magazine. I placed third. Nice. I placed third. Yes. Now, did, did they talking about sponsorships or anything? Um, no, because the person, the person that got the grand prize was the one that was getting all the, the royalties and the recognition. Um, I was just happy to help all the, all the wounded warriors and all the money donated was for them anyways. So. So you raise money for wounded warriors? Yes. 
why do you have such a heart for uh, veterans? Um, because even though we're so different, we're a lot alike. In what way? Um, I'm not saying we're like the same, but you know, where we came from, it's a dark place for some people. And I was, I was raised in a military family. My dad was in the Marines or my, my, my stepdad. And he kind of like did the, like the Marine thing with us and kind of, that's what our punishment was, is we had to do wall sits or, you know, PT and stuff like that. So I always thought that that was kind of cool. So uh, talk to us about your group, because I love your group, by the way. I'm, I'm grateful to be a member of your group. Talk to us about building a group and, you know, why you started your group. Uh, my pain and gain fitness. Yep. Um, I built that for people that just have, you know, low insecurities and it's hard for them to get their stories out. You know, I want them to reach a certain comfort zone to be able to reach that point in their life and be able to talk about what's bothering them. Because once you talk about it, it does get a little easier. And how about your other group, TLC? Um, that is for addiction awareness. And that is a, a different kind of group. And um, that's just to inspire people just to keep keep motivated every day. And, you know, that's it, it's a one day at a time process. So, uh, you know, I always wanted to ask you this question. And I, I don't know why I never did. We've been friends for what, a couple of years now? Yeah. What do you do for work? What is your career? Um, I actually, um, that's why I talk about being, you know, disabled and stuff because I am on disability. I collect disability because I have depression. Um, I'm, I have mental issues and that's why I write poems and stuff now and I work on fitness and my hopes of are to eventually get comfortable enough and i actually want to now is to work in like um like a gnc but you know actually talk to people and tell them you know the good and bad things about certain products and like um and in a gym you know helping somebody you know spot them motivate them that's the kind of thing that i want to get into now, do you still have stuff, uh, trust, uh, duh, duh, I can't even speak today. Do you still have a tough time comprehending while you're reading? Um, yes. Um, to be honest, I write it and then I have to write it down immediately. And then my girlfriend is my editor for everything. She, she edits even that for me because, I mean, I think it, I write it down. She fixes the spelling. She, um, you know what I mean? She puts the, the, the apostrophes in there and, you know, the periods and stuff like that. I mean, I'm, I'm trying, you know, and I, I let everybody else know that too. You know, if I can do it, so, so can you, you know? So where, where do you see yourself in five years? hopefully better than I am right now. Well, I, that's, that's I, automatic. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, 
I don't want to think about myself in five years. I just want better and I'm going to try every day. Okay. So now one thing that I'm, I'm very interested in, and I love talking to people that are high achievers and, you know, and they say that your morning routine and your nightly routine dictates how your next day is going to be. Mm-hmm. So what is your night routine and what is your uh, morning routine? Well, when I get up, I, I make my bed. Cause if you don't make your bed, you feel, you don't feel, I don't feel complete for the day. You, you start off by, by making your bed, you know? Um, and then, you know, I fix myself up. I get in the shower, you know, you have to make yourself feel important, even though, you know, you don't think anybody else sees you that way. You have to, I feel you have to love yourself to, to, to want better. And, um, from there, I just, I, you know, I drink a morning shake and then, um, I hang with the family on certain days. I go to the gym, um, either family fitness or the YMCA. Um, I go for walks. I go, um, for runs. I go outside and do fitness or sit in my gym and do a couple of reps, you know, really nothing major. Just, I keep moving constantly. And what is your evening routine like? Um, I sit and chill. I hang out with my daughter at the house cause she's the only one that I, I have now. Um, and me, my old lady and, um, Tally just sit and watch TV and just relax and focus on us. I love it. So how can we, uh, well, last two questions. How can we support your mission and how can we find you and how can we get motivated by you? Um, all I want is um, if people want to check out my page, you know, if you have something motivating to say, we and if you want to join the group, please join. Uh, we welcome anybody. Um, as long as you have a story and something motivating to say and, you know, help encourage other people. That's all I all I wish. OK, so now I got my last question is a two part question. Um, one's going to be the fitness aspect. And the other one's going to be the recovery aspect. So I'll ask the, the recovery aspect first. If there's somebody out there right now listening to us that is struggling with substance abuse, what is something they can do in the next 24 hours to get help? Um, I would say somebody struggling, go to your nearby emergency room. And they usually can help you out there if you really need it. Um, if you feel like you can actually get through the night and you need to call somebody and talk to them so they're aware of where you're at and what's what you're going through. Okay, so now last question. If there's somebody out there, because I got a lot of veterans listen to this and a lot of us, you know, when we're in the military, we do PT every day, you know, whether we're drunk, we're sober, we're, we're, we're running, running every morning. And, and we're in the best shape of our lives. And then when we get out, everything goes to shit. And, you know, all of a sudden you're 30 pounds overweight and pre-diabetic or diabetic. 
So if there's somebody out there listening to that um, is out of shape and needs to start getting healthy again, what is something they can do in the next 24 hours to start to get healthy? Um, build, I would um, build a routine, start off, start off slow, um, start off with a couple push-ups, And I started out with a set of 25 pound dumbbells and they were, they were my best friend. <laughs> And that's basically all, all you need. Um, and then after that, you'll, with progress and rep, repage, you'll get better and better every time. What about um, food? What, what kind of um, healthy foods do you like to eat? Um, to be honest, I, I eat oodles and noodles and I throw in some, some tuna fish, you know, I I eat carbs and, and tuna, and um, I eat cheeses, um, proteiny foods. They don't have even have to be expensive foods. They, you know, stuff that like chicken. I eat lots of chicken. Chicken is your best friend because it builds lean mass, and you keep it all the time if you stay on a chicken routine. Always throw in a little bit of eggs too, and oats oatmeal i love it brother thank you for taking the time uh, this is going to go out next season so i think we're going to be able to help some people and you know that if i can ever help you with anything i always got your back brother oh yeah hi brother god bless hey thank you thank you for joining us today please hit subscribe and share please feel free to leave us a comment